Hello everyone and welcome to A Sentient Future, where we live intentionally. This is episode 60 on time hacking. I've hesitated to record this episode because of how similar it might look, at first glance, to the shallow tips and tricks that you see in articles. As we've discussed, there's nothing wrong with those tips and tricks. Most of them are generally good advice. The problem is, if you look hard enough, you can find contrary advice. Sensing yourself and sensing your context are necessary to determine whether these tips and tricks will work for you. The short answer to whether a practice will work for you is always, it depends. It's about you assessing your situation and pulling the right tool out of your toolbox at the right time. So let's first discuss some of the common time hacks, but do so more deeply by connecting them to the types of situations in which they would serve you best. Let's start with email. Most productivity experts suggest you should only look at email a couple of times per day. Their argument is that it minimizes distractions to your deep work. The underlying assumptions for that argument, though, are that you do a lot of deep work and that email isn't urgent. While we all have some deep work during our day, most of it is spent on shallow work, coordinating and helping other people with 5-degree course corrections rather than 45-degree ones. In most cases, turning email notifications off makes sense. But if you are quickly switching between shallow tasks, deleting, forwarding, and replying to five emails in the elevator is simply an efficient use of dead time without it impacting your focus on something important. And of course, email is a form of communication. Your perspective on whether an email is important and urgent may differ from that of the sender. If you and your colleagues happen to have an email culture, then you might severely reduce your team's productivity. Compare it perhaps to a web page that is slow to load. It's not about your overall responsiveness, it's about your responsiveness relative to other people's expectations, provided those relationships matter to you. So, do you give yourself permission to check email any time of day? No, of course not. Just be mindful of the frequency that works for you, in your context. Next, let's talk about scheduling your tasks according to your energy levels. Most experts will advocate for putting your big tasks in the part of the day where you have the most energy. This argument assumes, though, that a big task is an important one. And that's not necessarily true. It's just the one that takes the most effort. When you prioritize your tasks and schedule your time, think not only about the value that you create with each task, but also how long will each task take you and which of those tasks provides the most value for the least amount of time. Since you're not guaranteed to have the energy for productive work later in the day, schedule your highest value tasks for when you have the energy, even if they're short, of course, it's worth considering your and other people's deadlines. It may help to think about what creates the most value for your organization or your family, even if it's not what you might do independently. Next, let's talk about multitasking. Most productivity experts recommend working on only a single task at a time. This argument assumes that out of two tasks, number one and two, that starting two can wait until one is finished without any major consequence. Of course, there are situations where that's not true. Think about cooking in your kitchen. If you prepared the different parts of your meal in series rather than in parallel, much of it would be cold by the time you ate. Sometimes the cost of lost time due to context switching is a price worth paying to avoid a more negative outcome. Watching small children can be like this too. It's more important that they receive regular attention than undivided one-on-one -on -one attention at the expense of the happiness of the other children. Think about the amount of value that you are creating. You might create more value by doing three tasks simultaneously at 75% success than three tasks back-to-back -back at 100% success. Another way to look at that is the opportunity cost 
of the time that you could have saved by multitasking. And of course, dedicate yourself to single tasks when it's necessary. It's just that hard and fast rules are typically not universally optimal. So I could go on forever, because there are a lot of time hacks out there. But I think you get the point. Which practices related to time create the most value for yourself and your others according to what it is that you value? Please don't blindly follow hard and fast rules. Please remain aware of your situation and empathetic to other people's needs. That mindfulness and being in the present moment will allow you to choose the practice that will serve you and others best. So I would love to hear about your time management practices, tips, and tricks. When do you use them? When have you found that they don't work for you? What techniques might work better for you in those situations? As always, thank you for your time and attention today. Until next time, live intentionally. Sentient Future out.